Welcome to the aftermath. Well played, sir. I think that's what we're to do. I'm just going to have to come up with some random action. Yeah, that's good. No, it's really good. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. From like five minutes ago, you uploading our yeah. our Mad Libs. Took episode. me too long today. The internet connection was a little bit bad. Better not be that way for Friday. <sighs> it won't be. Friday the 11th. Friday the 11th, which yeah. we know our Patreons. Right? I mean, you guys are the most supportive people. And for those of you that end up getting the aftermath a couple you know, days, weeks later, we know you'll support us too. So we're yeah. very thankful. We're excited for the uh, live stream on mm-hmm. Friday, December 11th. Um, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So last time we did a live stream, it was for the election night. I made sure to take that day off and the night, the the next day. I would have probably anyways for the election. It's kind of a holiday for me. Um, and I work through other holidays. Um, this time I took Thursday, Friday, and the Monday <laughs> off because I was hurting last time and uh, I plan on hurting again. Yeah. Um, the idea, though, is doing a live stream, A, it's a little bit of a celebration. We probably want to do those like every other month or so. Right. But also, it's a little bit of a celebration that, holy shit, we've done now, what, 36 episodes plus aftermaths? Yeah. Um, we're probably having around. I think, actually, no, we've done over 40 episodes. Yeah. So we're super excited about our progress that you guys are still sticking around. You, you ladies and gents are sticking around and being a part of the community and building the community. You are often the ones sharing first or telling your friends to chime, you know, channel in and all that. So we're very thankful. So it's part of that. It's also a way for us to kind of celebrate the holidays, have a little spirit. And we know what spirits. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little holiday spirit with some spirits. Uh, but also to kind of, uh, enjoy this idea of, Hey, we can, you know, have a, a, a fun time virtually. I know bars will be closed and you might not be able to gather with families due to vulnerabilities and, you know, uh, following protocols or whatever the case is. So this is a chance for us to kind of connect and we're super excited to do that. And then finally, it's a, it's a great chance for even more exposure for people that really hopped on, you know, they might not be big into podcasts, but they hopped into our, our live stream last time, and I think it got one even one segment of it got over 4,000 views and stuff like that. So yeah. We're really excited about that. So Friday, December 11th, join us. I kind of wanted to talk about something that is very relevant. It's very aftermath. It's not very political, but I think it can yeah. be political. It shouldn't be. But um, that's Elliot Page. God damn it. I thought you were going to say throw pillows. <laughs> How the fuck would that be political? <laughs> you said it's not political, but it is political. It gets pretty political with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to. We're gonna. We, I, I did say we it. would get yeah. to decorative right, pillows. Right. We'll, we'll start with we Elliot will. Page. We will. So Elliot Page is a is a really interesting story for those of you that don't know. Ellen Page was a was an actress. Uh, she starred in movies such as Juno. She was most recently in the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, <clears throat> and she has she had come out as gay. I want to say two or three years ago, um, publicly she had come out as gay, and then uh, just the other day, officially announced on her Twitter, and and um, I think there was an interview 
that she is transgender and uh, he is Elliot Page. So really interesting story. I was super excited and um, in a way just because I think it it brings more awareness to the trans community, um, all the work that we have to do to you know keep paving the way towards equality for them. Um, and then I immediately text Kevin and of course I shouldn't have been surprised, but you're, you're just so level headed and down to earth about this. I, I, I was almost taken back like, Oh, that's awesome. And then you shared a little bit of kind of your experiences with the trans community and, and, yeah. you know, kind of why you were so easygoing about it, which I was thrilled about. Am I supposed to share now? I mean, I've been talking the whole episode. I'm sorry. You can go. <laughs> No, no, no. I was being serious. I was like, I don't know if that was like a pause for emphasis. Do I do that? Do I pause for emphasis? No, maybe not. You pause, you look up to the right. No, it's up to the left. Sorry. My right. You're right. (laughs) So as always, I'm right. Uh, No, yeah, I do. Um, I when I was in uh, when I went to school, like the second or third time for college. um, (laughs) It's one of those times. I am a career student. (laughs) You're a lifelong learner. Dude, goddamn right. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I had the uh, pleasure of I, when I, you know you get your like elective classes, and I chose to take uh, theater appreciation. Cool, fucking love that. It was seriously one of my all time favorite classes. Well, you participated in theater, right? Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did a couple stage productions. That's my biggest regret of high school. Not, dude. You can still do it now, man. There's still time, bro. Morgan Freeman didn't get discovered until he was in his forties, bro. I think I have a better chance of Vera Wang's path. I'm going to make wedding dresses. Oh, I was like, damn. She's like 42. She's got fucking amazing wedding dresses. Mine are going to be better. Anna loved Say Yes to the Dress. Mm-hmm. And I loved watching it with her secretly. Really? Yeah, because I was like, I was, are they gonna, is she going to pick a Vera Wang? It was really just for the Vera Wangs. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, theater appreciation. It was a great class, and you got to see a bunch of like live stage productions. Yeah. Like, that's where I got introduced to, like, Avenue Q, um, okay. which is fucking hilarious. If you haven't seen it, it is a play that is done completely with puppets. Oh, it, I've, yes, I it have. Pushes, it pushes all the yeah. boundaries, yeah. all the political correctness, and it's just very, very funny. Um, I feel like you can get away with more if they're... If you're using puppets. Yeah, if your <laughs> hand is up their butt. Yeah. yeah, it's a play on Sesame Street. Right. But, um, yeah, no, I took it with a, uh, a um, young gentleman named Flo, and Flo was the dopest, dude. He was really fucking cool. What's, hey, Flo, what's the soup of the day? <laughs> That's the soup du jour. Oh, yeah, soup Yeah, what's the soup du jour? That's the soup, soup of the of day. The day. Mm, mm. I'll have that. <laughs> well done. Sorry, um, I botched that. That's okay. I know what you're going for. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but, I mean, nothing but respect. Um, and, I mean, I had a great fucking time. I would Honestly, I would have never known if he didn't bring it up. Really? Yeah. So and he the, was just very low key. The about transition it. had happened. It was well into the transition at that point. Yeah, yeah, and just very, very polite, very kind, very genuine. Had a really, really cool story. I wouldn't tell it just because, like, I would not want to do it disjustice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I and I've had other experiences with that too um, in my life. But yeah, so mad I, respect. I um. So I, a little bit of background, you know, I taught a psychology class and I taught government. I also taught a class called diversity where Mm -hmm. 
And I was in a rural area. And I had to teach about the LGBT community. I didn't have to. That's just the curriculum right, put yeah. out. And, you know, my whole thing, especially out there, was teaching tolerance. Like, you don't have to like it or understand it, but you have to be tolerant of people for their decisions. And, and, 100%. And, and, and it doesn't... What you fucking think doesn't matter because it's, it's not about you, right? It's, it's their life. And you right. want, as long as they're living a good life and they're a good person, like it, it shouldn't matter to you. I, at the time, you know, transgenderism was, was new, not new, but like, mm-hmm. like Caitlyn Jenner was like kind of that barrier breaker where it really drew attention to, you know, that community and, you know, Laverne Cox on Orange is the New Black, you know, she was, I never watched that show. Oh, it's really good. It's really good. I believe that. And Laverne Cox was phenomenal. Um, and you know, she kind of blew down the doors of like the acting population. It, it felt like, so I hadn't had much experience with that part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I don't 100% understand you know the whole dysmorphic nature of it like you know how you don't understand or not that you don't understand how you feel that your sex doesn't align with your gender yeah right Mm -hmm. so i understand conceptually but like for me i don't understand how that works for someone's like actual mindset for sure but here's the thing at no point have i ever thought well, that's fucking weird. Like, it, it doesn't matter for me. Like, it's cool. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, it's it's part of their identity, right? But it's not like, like I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it. But for me, I, I, I feel like the fact that you know, homosexuality, bisexuality, mm-hmm. heterosexual, like, yeah, sexuality has been accepted at this point for the most part not completely obviously you still have a lot of people that fight homosexuality and bisexuality and all that you know gay marriage might come up to the supreme court again that kind of thing however i think transgender the transgender community is still fighting a really really arduous long battle that i don't know how we can move people past it other than to keep advocating for it. Yeah. And that's why I think the Elliot page story is so profound. Like here's another tremendous individual who has been a very, very vocal advocate of the LGBT community, even before, even before they came out mm-hmm. um, as gay. And then before they came out as transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's something beautiful about this narrative that's going to play out. And I think, the entire country is going to be walking into this level of healing from the coronavirus. And I hope it's just like puts us in the state of like, it puts everything into perspective. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. It, these, these things don't matter in the sense that, you know, you make the fucking wedding cake. Like who cares? Right. You're a baker and you don't agree with who cares? Bake the cake. Like, it shouldn't matter. People are dying from a virus. Like, um, I agree and disagree. In what sense? Because, well, and this is like the uh, libertarian coming out. Like, I personally, like, what's the big fucking deal? Like, mm. 
fucking, and I'm not trying to like use a masculine. Actually, no, I don't give a fuck. This is the aftermath. Grow a fucking set, dude. You know what I mean? Whether that's ovaries or testicles, grow a set and just fucking do it, make the cake, do whatever. At the same time, it's your business. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we had that mentality when it came to whites and blacks. Okay. So people were prejudiced against because they were black. And No, fair enough. So like it's a very similar thing. Like it's not a true choice. It's a choice to come out with it, whether it's homosexuality or transgenderism, but like that's where it's like, okay, rights need to be protected. Mm-hmm. I do understand the idea of a free market system, capitalism. You know, too much government intervention is bad. Um, But for me, I hope people start to see, like, life is short. We don't have, we don't know when our time is coming. Right. We don't know when anyone else's time is coming. We've gone through this incredibly difficult time. I just Mm -hmm. feel like, like, let's get over that shit. Like, let's. No, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, I know. And. I'm just saying that, like, those businesses will be quickly faded out or quickly phased out, you know what I mean, as soon as word gets around, as soon as, you know what I mean? That's my thought. Yeah. I know that you don't like that whole free market ideal. Well, and I'm, not I, try- I, I, I'm not trying to make it too political here either. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they have a right to refuse service. Everyone else has a right, a right not to shop there. You know what I mean? Well, in that case, I hope. Yeah, I would hope that people rally. But no, I, but no, I'm just I, I agree with you 100%. I think people should like just move on and like be like, "All right, yeah. cool, this is the way things are." Um Yeah, no disagreements I, there. It's it's interesting though. And this is, you know, since it's the aftermath and I can ponder things aloud without hey, Brian, fear of judgment. Yeah. I got to stop you right there. I'm looking across at you right now and your glass is very empty. No, there's still some. Yeah, Brian. So, so I was pondering, like, <laughs> so th- another cool thing about this whole situation with mm-hmm. Elliot Page yeah. is, like, Wikipedia, IMDb, Google updated Google. this. Google. They updated the pronouns in mm-hmm. Elliot Page within, like, hours. That's cool. I mean, they're a huge company with a lot of money. They should. Well, I know, but, like... That's that's like why I'm hopeful that maybe like companies will start to just like well you're talking about Google and IMDb these are companies that have heavy backgrounds in those things anyways like I would expect nothing less from them if they didn't do it in a matter of Netflix Netflix went I guess changed their credits from Ellen Page to Elliot Page already for Umbrella Academy and like I love I I love that awesome Yeah. yeah I love that aspect like it gives me hope that. We're, we are progressing, right? And that's that's exciting for me. Like, I get frustrated. And don't take my lack of speech right now for, like, a lack of enthusiasm about this. I no, think it's you really great, No, you shared a really good story about flow. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just kind of letting you do your thing because I know this was a really cool thing for you. Yeah. I fucked up because when Brian texted me this, it said Ellen and Elliot Page. And, like, I read it as Ellen and Ellen Page. And I was like, oh, shit, did she cheat on Portia? <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, you're like, what about them? Yeah. Or no, what about them? Yeah, so what about them? And I was like, I was like, wow, Kevin, that was so progressive. Like to immediately to go the to non binary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the vague pronoun, the non binary pronoun. Yeah. I was like, wow. And you are progressive when it comes to like civil liberties and like yeah. 
people just allowing people to love and do mm-hmm. what they need to do to make themselves happy. And, and I love that about you. Um, I, I found it just, I, I was, I don't know why I was so excited. Like I'm not transgender. It doesn't directly impact me. Right. I often look at what do I want the world to be like for my daughter? And if my daughter said, yeah, I don't feel comfortable in my skin. I'm actually a man. Like I would want the world to accept, you know, her transitioning to a him. Like, I would, and I would, I would, don't get me wrong. Like I would have my struggles because like, it's been my little girl for six years. Right. Right. Like, or 10 years or 12 years at that point. Mm -hmm. So it'd be very difficult in the sense that like, oh man, like those 12 years are very different from what I understood them to be. Right. Yes. Um, Certainly. But with that in mind. I want this world to be a better place for for her. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Because something that's so often forgotten or frowned upon is that it's okay as a parent to have that inner struggle or to have not even even an outward struggle where like, you know, it's like I completely respect you and I respect, you know, who you are and what you and what you are. I'm just having a little bit of a hard time because that's a fucking hard thing too, man. Yeah, because so here's the thing: like, if my daughter turns out to be gay mm-hmm. or bisexual, totally get it. Like, I didn't have, I wasn't doing anything wrong, right? And not that I would if she if she transitioned to a he, but like, I would feel there would be this this thought this feeling in the back of my head that i should have been more supportive in some way like i should have known or like i would i would really struggle because like elliot page's parents right i don't know them or whatever but mm-hmm. i'm, I'm no. saying like let's say it's just a normal situation right and then they're like oh yeah you know ellen came out as gay like we kind of had an inkling or right. whatever you know maybe they knew she was dating someone but then now she's no longer she Mm-hmm. you know ellen page is now elliot page you know that's a very different transition and it's like well wait i would have been supportive of you so long ago had you told me or whatever so for me it, it would be very difficult to be like not like oh that's who you want to be i'll support you from the future on i would okay, feel so yeah, guilty yeah, yeah, yeah. about well why didn't you come to me earlier so we could have you know made this transition sooner or you know i could have been more helpful you know so that's that's the only thing that would have gotten yeah. me. And I know like Bruce to Caitlyn Jenner is different because, you know, uh, according, to, Ka- thing, according yeah. to according to Caitlyn, mm-hmm. you know, she knew long like when she was in the Olympics, like she knew. Right. But in the nineteen seventy six Olympics, if if she had said, Yeah, I wanna be, you know, I, I feel like I'm in the wrong skin. I'm actually a woman. Right. People, you know, there would have been risk of like, you know, murder. You know, like the transgender community was yeah. murdered at very high rates, and you know that that's they something. also commit suicide at very high rates, very high rate, because, very very high rates, and that's even sometimes that's, when they're accepted. Like, yeah, it's that, still very and difficult. And that's pre and post, or actually, uh, I don't want to speak to it too much because I don't know exactly the, the yeah, just it, and for those in the audience, like, yeah, we didn't do a full prep on this. It was we originally talked about we were and we we're still going to talk about you know, superfluous things in our houses, like yeah. decorative pillows. And yeah. as men, it gets us frustrated. Um, but I just, I, 
this is so this this is like for me something that is so important to society because it's cultural it's it's beyond well what's our tax bracket for the top one percent or what is our military budget or anything like that this is like cultural fabric of america and Mm -hmm. like around the world and like how do we accept things how do we process things and and for me this is like the exciting thing for me as a human being like i want to see people rally around people as they go through struggles and find themselves their authentic self is that's something so beautiful when you can be your authentic self you know you have that period of of time and i'm sure everyone in the audience so you know our patrons first and hopefully our wide audience later you had those struggles probably in middle school or high school or college where you were not yourself. You had to be someone different. Yeah. You wanted to fit in. You were outcast. You did stuff to other people you didn't want to do. Uh, whatever the case is, you weren't who you wanted to be. You were not your authentic self. And you don't really have that self-realization until probably around college or even after where you're right. like, I don't have to fucking people please everywhere I go. And if I do, if I, if I come to that realization, my life is going to be a lot happier and I just want to rally around anyone that does that. So that's why, like, I got so excited about this story. I don't know. No, there's no, I don't know necessary, Brian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's awesome. Um, and like, I got so excited. I'm I'm just still pissed off about. Uh, her suing the makers of The Last of Us. You know what I mean? So like this. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Which, for those of you... Yeah. So, um, Ellen Page looked almost identical to the main no, character. No, no, no. Rephrase that. The main character... Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. The yeah, main you're right, character... You're right. yeah, the, the main character of the video game came away. identical. Yeah. And her name in that video game is Ellie. So yeah. it was like she ended up suing them, and basically they had to change the way she looked, and she still resembles Elliot Page, um, very you know. Uh, I think you could say Ellen Page because like, well, yeah, Elliot has changed his looks a little bit. I don't a think he's bit, done yeah. like the full haircut or you know, yeah, taking testosterone yet or anything like that. But yeah. here and there, um, I did play. <laughs> I did play The Last of Us too. I was telling Kevin. Mm, I didn't play it yet. I played it over uh, the Thanksgiving little break, and uh, it's usually about a 30 to 40 hour game, and I finished it. <laughs> uh, it was probably the best video game I've ever played. But yeah, that's The Last of Us. So I'm, I'm blown away at that game. But yeah, Ellen Page looked a lot like Ellie in The Last of Us. Or sorry, vice Coincident? Versa. I think, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They probably ha- they were probably inspired by Ellen Page. And, yeah, and I don't it. think they meant any ill will, which is kind of what she like portrayed by it. Like they're like, oh, they did this on person or on purpose. They ripped me off. Well, yeah. I mean, if if they're going to use your likeness in any way, you, I mean, and not either a ask for permission or b mm-hmm. you know give any rights or royalties, and I, I understand the frustration. I mean, I didn't sue. You know the director from home alone for casting Macaulay Culkin, who kind of looks like me when I was a child, his age and your name is Kevin. Damn it. And they use my fucking name. I should go sue. I'm just glad you don't look like Macaulay Culkin now. No. Have you seen him recently? He's looking healthier. No, it's like since he cleaned up, dude, he looks like fucking just older version of Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's really, he's a, he's a great like turnaround story. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and his brother's a really good actor. He's on um, Succession. Kieran Culkin. Oh, I didn't even know he had a brother. Yeah, his brother's in... Uh, did you ever see Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Yes. Okay, he's the gay roommate. I haven't seen it in that long, dude. I don't remember. Uh, rewatch it because okay. it's A, an amazing movie, and B... Uh, that's one. That's one with Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah, and he yeah. like goes off and fights. Uh, well, I shouldn't. say Yeah, no, no, no. I've seen character. Either. Yeah, multiple ex boyfriends, including Captain America. Yeah, etc. Speaking of which, he was in Juno. Michael Sarah, yeah, wasn't that him? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I I saw like some clips because he was supposed to be the char- main character in Forty Year Old Virgin. Really. Yeah, and then like uh, he was too maybe young. it wasn't maybe it wasn't forty year old version. Maybe it was knocked up. And I could like, see he that. was too hard to work with or something like that. Well, he worked with that whole crew. Yeah, the I don't Seth know. Rogen crew. Um, he was also in the uh, End of the World or whatever that movie was. Oh yeah, and he's he plays like a very very like bad yeah. version of himself doing cocaine. Yeah, well they all kind of do. Yeah. The only person who I think is very accurate is probably. Um, God, what's he's from Eastbound and Down? Oh, uh, McBride. 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 I'm sure he's probably and like not that he's an asshole, but like I feel like that's him in real life. Yeah, yeah. Like I he's think just he's, very. He like, just like up the volume of himself. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I what I would that. think. Yeah, um, I've been wrong before so many times. Just speaking of speaking of your wife and being you being wrong, let's talk about. Things in our house that we absolutely despise mm. because we both really agree. The idea of pillows. Now you're talking decorative pillows, like on a couch, right? Because I hate them on here's, the bed. Here's my, no, here's here's my thing in life. <clears throat> if it doesn't have a use, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get yelled at all the time. Okay, we got these decorative pillows on the bed. I don't, you know, on the bed, not even on the bed, on the couch. You know okay. what I mean, we have these really awesome, like, Christmassy, and I went and I laid my head down on one the other day. I was so tired. I had just cooked a bunch of Thanksgiving meals. And laid Multiple my Thanksgiving meals, by the way. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Smoked a turkey for eight hours, baby. Um, <laughs> and uh, laid my head down, and I was like, oh, this is so good. And my wife goes, what are you doing laying on that? <laughs> and I go, well, it's a pillow, and it's meant to support my head. And my head's real heavy right now. I'm real tired. And she's like, that is not what that is for. I was like, well, then what the fuck is it for? <laughs> like, have I been using a pillow wrong all these fucking years? Because it could be. You know what I mean? I've seen some TikToker videos of like, oh, you've been doing this wrong for all this time. But no, like, I was like, she's like, that's just for decoration. I was like, then get it out of my fucking house. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, I know. It makes me think of two things. Number one is um, we have decorative pillows on on the bed, and you know you make the bed, and then you got to put them all back on, even though you just yes. took them all. Oh, off. dude, I do it every day. I, I don't understand and the I, purpose. I, and don't get me wrong; it looks great, but I want to be able to use it too. That's like buying a coat that doesn't keep you warm. Hmm. That's like buying a coat that you can't wear. That's just supposed to make that coat hook look nice. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. It also makes me think like that, of like... Oh, oh, Brian, that fucking blanket, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I no, truly no, apologize. Yeah. That's like that blanket that hangs on the back of the couch. Don't cover up with that, sweetie. That's a decorative blanket. Does it keep me warm? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Or, I really do. Again, I say this with all due respect to my wife, because, I mean, I 
It does. It does I get enhance. It, I it get does it. enhance. It looks great. It also feels great on my skin as I lay on the couch well, on your decorative pillow while covering myself with your decorative blanket. So for the longest time, when it came to the pillows, um, I would often just be like, "Oh, well, there's the pillows that we don't use." Yeah. So I, you know, just throw them off the bed. And then it was like, well, they might get dog hair on them. They might, right, you know, all that. Right, and I'm like, right. oh, my God. We're, they're decorative. We don't use them. I'm yeah. not worried about it. And then the only reason I started having, like, no issue with them mm-hmm. is because I made a game of <laughs> throwing them in this basket around my wife's fan, Good. her little end table fan. <laughs> um, so it became a game. Now, one game that didn't work out very well for me. Um, definitely hit the fan, but then I got better with my my curve and, and everything like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but also like decorative soap. Oh, do you yeah. ever have like the, mm-hmm. the the little bottles that? Fuck like, that, Brian. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. No, like I've that. got them. Oh yeah. yeah, I've got them. I don't like that. Our wives are very similar. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of women take, and, and this is a credit to them, because the idea of decorating and making a house a home. Yeah, is an, an incredible thing that certainly, I do certainly. not give a shit about. When it comes to a house, I treat it like a house, like it's a home because of the people inside. Well, and I, I slightly disagree with you there because, sure. like, I do like I do like decoration on my house. Yeah, I don't. I do. I like the decoration. I respect that, I but don't. I feel it's... like you can decorate with things that I can use. Well. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, a pillow is fine. I just don't like the idea of... Yeah, I, I guess it's like... It has to have a utility feature. Yeah. Right? I'm like I'm the guy that buys, like, the jacket based off of the function, not the fashion. Like, if it looks good, that's a good secondary. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that'll buy a jacket based on the way that it looks versus the way that it performs. Whereas, like, I'll wear an ugly fucking jacket if it keep me, keeps me warm in, like, negative 40 temperatures. I'm trying to think... Good. Of anything good. that I have bought solely for the purpose that it looks good, I've bought shoes because they look good. I've, I have not. Like my wedding mm. shoes. Well, my mom Actually, bought my I wedding see, shoes. But I take that back though. Like my wedding shoes were are, are super comfortable, but they're fucking Italian made, handmade shoes. I fucking love those shoes. They're fantastic. My 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 mom bought my wedding shoes as kind of like a gift, like. You know, she was happy for me to get married. <laughs> walk the fuck. She was like away. kind of happy for me or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I am her first, her firstborn and her only boy. So you know, Gosh. that's tough on mommies. How fucking lucky is she? She hit the jackpot with you, my brother. <laughs> no, I'm hundred oh, percent serious. Too kind. No, 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 uh, no silliness there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like for like me. It's like. I'm one of five boys, one of seven kids. She was bound to get There's it right. no fucking way I'm the favorite for sure. <laughs> we all know. I think I've talked about this on the aftermath before. We all know that my younger sister Jenna's the favorite. Really? But I do think I'm creeping up because I produced two very sweet grandchildren for her and I talk to her like almost every day. Yeah. And I'm not usually the one calling her, she's the one calling me. Mm. So I feel like that means something. Mm. Mom, if you're listening. <laughs> Blink twice if it's right. <laughs> uh, interesting. Isn't it, though? Yeah. So is there anything else you can think of that is completely innocuous in your home that you just don't need 
You hit up decorative soaps. I did decorative pillows, decorative blankets. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm like, what is the point of Okay, so my mom... Go ahead. We have... (laughs) I think you're going to say it. I don't know what it is. What? Decorative plates? Yeah. Well, okay, so we don't have necessary decorative plates. Yeah. For our wedding, we were gifted... Yeah. Two separate sets. My wife was like, oh, yeah, I'd like either one of these sets, thinking, you know, people go on the registry, they get this thing, and then, oh, well, there's already a set bought. Right. So she put both. Mm-hmm. One was a little bit cheaper, <clears throat> I think, or she just really liked both. And we have <laughs> two full sets of plates and bowls and stuff like that. And then my wife constantly says, we don't have enough cabinet space in this kitchen. <laughs> I go, yeah, we have two full sets of even cups. Like there's right. the cups that go with the, st- so the cup drawer is completely like the coffee cup drawer. Yeah. And guess what? There is one borderline coffee drinker in the house. <laughs> I don't drink coffee or tea. My wife drinks tea sometimes and yeah. coffee rarely. Yeah. Especially if you bring it, she'll definitely drink it. But I, I often ponder that. And like also like a lot of different, um, not pots and pans, but like a lot of the other cooking utensils that you use like once a year. And I'm like, well, what? what throw see, it out. See, but that's Get my a thing. new one next year. See, that's my thing, though. Like, I'm very big on. So, whereas my wife doesn't like to bring out dishes all the time, yeah, I will use everything in my kitchen, that's like fair. purposefully. Like, this is what this is for. I am going to use it for that. Uh. Like, you know. Nice decorative wear that you would serve something in at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'll put fucking shit in that every night of the week if I have the opportunity. Um, because I'm like, okay, I asked for this on my registry or I bought this with a purpose. And yeah. so thusly I will use it. Yeah. Um, the decorative plates thing, if I can touch on that really yeah, fast. Yeah, please. Because, um, Do you have like china, like the, the fine china, like no, true plates that you bring we, out like twice We don't a year. have anything like that. My mom does. Um, and she's got this really – and see, this is one thing I'm okay with, which is bizarre because I hate all decorative things that don't serve a purpose. It's because it's your mom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> My mom can get away with murder with me. She's the fucking coolest. Yeah, you'll bury the fucking body. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mom, where are we going? Cool. 12-hour drive south? Bury, probably that bury house him. with the soccer ball in the basement. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about – no, I didn't forget about that. I would never forget about that. <laughs> but she has these really beautiful, like, decorative plates that are from, like, the fucking, like, 20s and 30s. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. like, I get it. I get it for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like – I've got some toys that are still – I apologize. I'm moving the mic here. Um, I've got some toys that are, like, still in the packaging because I think they might be worth something one day. Like what? But, like, those are mine. Action figures – I've got some really good comics. Actually, one of them Anna gave me that is... And I've talked about it before in the podcast. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. No, you fucking have Captain America versus Hitler. Oh, yeah, you did. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, right. And that one is, like, hermetically sealed. Yeah. That bitch ain't coming out. I don't care as much as I want to read it. I did read it once. Yeah. I put it on winter gloves. (laughs) I wanted to keep it crisp. (laughs) But, like, um, that's, like, so... um, my wife's uncle mm-hmm. will get um, like antique toys for the boys. Picks them up at like estate sales and stuff like that. Like stuff that's probably worth some fucking money. But it's like I get that, 
put that shit in a box so the boys can't see it because if they see it, they're going to be like, why can't I fucking open this? Yeah, I have a cousin, um, Barry, and Jeannie is a listener to the podcast. I don't know if Barry Barry does. Um, Jeannie does. She listens often to our our normal Mad Libs podcast. And uh, he was an avid collector of Hot Wheels. And like he literally Mm -hmm. like polished them. As if it was his real car. That's dope. Yeah. It's kind of dope. And man. he was able to sell them. So I I believe some. I don't know if he sold all, but he did pretty well with that. But, I mean, toys in general, like, that's holding on to something with value or, like, basketball and baseball and football cards. Like, those retain value very well. Yeah. So, like, I get holding on to that. But if it doesn't have, like, a distinct value. Right. And is, like... I, I am of the mindset that I I would love to be a minimalist. In fact, just to to point out how ridiculous ridiculously minimalist I am. The right. only reason I had a bed when I was a bachelor is because of Noel, <laughs> my wife. So like, let me take a step back and also like you, like with all due respect to my wife, like we just have a different mindset when it comes to this yeah. stuff. So like, I appreciate that she yeah. decorates and cooks and, and like, this is not us yeah, knocking no, no, our no. wives either. It's just Again, us like being Neanderthals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Dude, like, I fucking grew up sleeping on the floor. No. Like, so yeah. When, so I like one of seven kids. Like I literally like there was, there were three bedrooms in the house. Yeah. Okay. Mom and dad's room. What was supposed to be the sister's room. What was supposed to be the brother's room. Yeah. And so five boys slept in one fucking room. Yeesh. Then my mom and dad, and then Amanda ended up sleeping with us. Jenna, Jenna actually got her own room. Um, she's the baby girl, the baby girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? But dude, like literally, just to fucking escape because it got in the summer times. It got fucking hot, man. Yeah, I would literally sneak out of the room at night with a blanket, literally one blanket and a pillow. And I would go. We had hardwood in the uh, the living room. Oh, that sounds glorious! It, classic, like you know what I mean, like L shape with the couches. Yeah, we're not talking leather. We're talking like fucking the woven couch. And I would lay on the hardwood, no blanket on the ground. Oh, I would lay on the fucking hardwood, <laughs> pillow under my head, hardwood on my back, and a blanket over top of me. And like I would sleep there from like two a.m. until the time I had to get up. So, like, so like I could sleep. Anywhere, yeah, that's, that's just your Neanderthal. Neanderthal, I can't fucking talk. Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah, um, but sorry, go on. No, no. So I was similar when I lived in an apartment. It was my first year teaching. Yeah, um, I had just moved out, and I was able to move everything, uh, clothes and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, in my car. So like, I did two trips. I moved in Rockford. Yeah, moved to Rockford, which was near um, Poplar Grove, where I where I taught. Right. Um, and I moved in with another teacher, and he and I were renting and, and all that. And I was like, do I really need to f- rent a fucking U-Haul just to get my bed over here? Fuck that. I don't need a bed. Like, I'm going to be a minimalist. <laughs> and at the time, I was also in this phase of, like, Dark Knight Rises It was out. And, like, <laughs> I loved Bane, and he's just like, I was born in the darkness. And I was like, oh. Well, you I simply was, adopted I, it. I, I don't need a bed. I just, you merely adopted the bed. You yeah. know, I don't need it. What does he say, like, uh. By the time I saw the light, I was a man. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I didn't need it. And then, you know. It's a terrible Bane impression. (laughs) You're fine. Um, 
And then, like, I think at one point I had, like, a, like a part of a sofa sectional. Yeah. Like, it was just one yeah. part. Like, the end part that mm-hmm. I used. And then I was sleeping on that. And, and then, um, you know, my now wife mm-hmm. and I were, you know, in a relationship. And she's like, <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the fucking floor anymore. And when she moved in, she brought a bed. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is a good change of pace. But she, to her credit, I don't know what the fuck I was able to do to keep her. She literally, when we first started dating, we slept on the floor together. Dude, she's a badass. No, she's awesome. You guys don't know this, but yeah, she really is. Yeah. Well, you guys will see her December 11th. Yeah. She, I mean, she, I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. I do. I do. Look at at this fucking dope ass dude. How lucky am I? I was making her sleep on the floor, but I did too. It wasn't like, oh, you sleep on the floor. Like it was like, no, this is my bed. I have three comforters. Yeah, and then my blanket that I dude. I love that. Yeah, that's called a blanket bed. Yeah, and then you just roll it up and like, you're not only making your bed. Like my room was bigger. Like, there was I had so much room for other activities. So, so much room for activities. Yeah. So like, I had this like little, you know, I ended up having this little like sofa thing, yeah. and then I had my TV, mm-hmm. and it was like another room. Like yeah. people could come into my bedroom, and it was like a living room. And you want to hear, hear some real gangster ass shit? Yeah. So when we first moved into like the house that my parents now live in, yeah. So again, we're moving. Here. I hope we release this widely because it's going to paint me in a very shitty light. No, it's not. It's going to be a, you're going to be a, they're like, God, this guy's a badass. <laughs> he kept that hottie this with guy. a fucking floor bed. <laughs> it's also no. good for your back. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So good this shit. So we yeah. move out of this three bedroom fucking house. Okay. It's a ranch. And then we get this much nicer house, to which us, you know, to us, it's like a fucking mansion. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking, what is it? One, two, three, four bedrooms, two ba- two and a half bathrooms, and a full basement. See, now, my that's mom the and key. dad. My that mom and dad, the yeah. The two and a half baths Dude. with seven kids, especially Dude. with we girls had and boys. And, we had one and a half baths in that first house. Try fucking shower and seven kids before school, Brian. Didn't have, I had to get? I literally. You had I was, to be the nighttime. Well, dude, I, mean, I was you had to no, do no. We shower. we had no nighttime showers. Jeez. Everybody showered in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But get this shit. Okay, so we move into the new house. At fucking this place is huge. So much space. We had a fucking. So we used to have a fifteen passenger, um, Ford van. Oh, like a like a big. Yeah. Conversion. Yeah, the big old guy. Big gotcha. old guy. Cargo van. They called him. I yeah. think. Um. And, like, as we got older, like, we hadn't finished the basement yet. That didn't happen until... Fucking Partridge family. Dude. (laughs) So, so in the back of that 15-passenger van, it's the two seats up front, and then it's a three-seater, a three-seater, and then a four-seater. Okay, yeah. Does that math work out? Three, three, three... No. Two, two, three, three, four. So, you had 10, 12 seats. No, it was 15. So, so it was, it was, four, it was two, four, three, two, two, three, 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 four, four. I think it was a 15 passenger. Maybe it was a 12 passenger. 12 sounds more accurate. Maybe it was a 12. Yeah, I don't but know. But even then, that's a lot of fucking people yeah, in the car. Yeah, I don't remember. No, it probably was a 12 passenger. Maybe I say 15, but anyways, there, there was a four-seater in the back. Okay. And so, you know, eventually, like, we didn't really need it, and so we took it out. Okay. That was the fucking couch in the basement. <laughs> 
That's so cool. So I had chicken. We got like we got chicken pox like later in my life. Yeah. But so imagine this. This is how gangster. Still concrete floors in the basement. Concrete walls. <laughs> With the fucking van back row seat. <laughs> so my little sister, Jenna, brings home fucking chicken pox. Yeah. I was sick for like legitimately two weeks. Wow. Like couldn't get out of bed. I slept this entire time on the four passenger seat of a Ford van, dude. <laughs> And it stayed, dude, it stayed down there for a long time, like well into my teens. That I, shit was down there. Like the basement gets finished and still this You literally finish force, around it. Dude, this fucking four seater is still chilling down it there. It would be great if you like, could buckle in for a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the drive in downstairs. <laughs> dude, it was. I have a lot. I, I honestly, I wish my parents would have kept that. Like, I get it. They had to trade in the van, but that would be one badass thing. Like,. Mom, Dad, don't will anything else me, just the fucking four seat. <laughs> That's all I want. I think it's, um, there's a lot, my mom is from a family of, uh, she had 10 siblings, so, you know, 11 kids. And That's I think, crazy. I think there's just something about those families that, like, you do those things that, to you, seem normal. And yeah, like, for sure. Because that is your normal. Yeah. But it's just so different. But it gives you an appreciation for things that other people just can't have. Yeah, um, I wouldn't trade anything for like the the siblings that I have, yeah. the number of siblings that I have. Not you know, let you wouldn't alone. trade any of them. No, no I'm just kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. I can. And that's the funny thing is, like, normally I'd pull a joke about this shit. I know, but like, I've dude, my fucking siblings are so They're great. Cool. And it took me far too long in life to realize how cool they were. Yeah, like I knew it. I knew I loved them all. But it's like you get to a certain age in a big family, and I'm sure your mom could probably attest to this like you get to that age where it's like you know this person's really fucking cool and i didn't even know it yeah you know what i mean and and you kind of realize it later and later in life i would say sam and chris i probably realized the earliest which is funny because they're the youngest Hmm. interesting um mitchell my younger brother who's like my best friend in the whole wide world other than brian um (laughs) too kind uh you know what I mean? Like I realized that after like my first major breakup. Really? Like that's when I really started getting into like music and he yeah. taught me how to play. Like I knew how to play guitar and stuff like that, but he started like teaching me a lot of stuff yeah. about that. And then we were in a couple of bands together. That's cool. Um, you know, and then, you know, fast forward to the future. I was his best man. He was my best man. That's right. Um, you know what I mean? And then like my other brother, Jeff, he's fucking cool as hell. My yeah. other sister's amazing. Yeah, you know, one of the best. Moms I got to out walk there. down the, the aisle with her. Yeah, um, the only yeah. other woman. Oh no, I did walk down someone. <laughs> but besides my wife, there was one other wedding I walked yeah. down the aisle. But I had to walk my friend's mom down the aisle. Okay, so this is my buddy. This is going back to my act, in yeah. my acting thing. Um, like I met him through acting, and he had already been engaged just recently. Like, became really close friends with him. Yeah. And, like, he invited me to his wedding. And then, like, three or four weeks out from the wedding, he's like, hey, dude, like, you know, you're a really good friend of me. Would you like to be an usher in my wedding? And I was like, yeah, dude, for sure, man. I'm, I'm so honored. And then, like, <laughs> the day before the wedding, he's like, hey, some dude backed out. Can you walk my mother-in-law down the aisle? <laughs> I was like, uh, sure, bro. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I, I do wish that. What number are you flashing at me? Forty-eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there are parts of me that feel very similar. I think I have two younger sisters, and um, both have gotten to be you know tremendous women and have changed radically over the years and, yeah. and for the better. Like, oh, one, yeah. one, one in one, I was, I was probably closest with my younger younger sister of the two um for sure so youngest sister but yeah you know well, anyways they're both younger than me um i was closer to her because she and i vibed very similar we had similar music tastes we right movies and right my other sister was just a little bit different from us yeah um but they had the sister thing so mm-hmm. the middle one and i didn't get along as well for the longest time and then it's only been in the last few years that we've gotten a lot closer and you know, through the election, you know, she she constantly was like texting me about updates. Like, what what do you think about this? Like, what what is this yeah. recon? Like, what yeah, is this? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, relax. Here's what's going to happen. And here's what we think could happen, and what probably what like all that shit. So here's a really p- great podcast to listen to. <laughs> you have any questions? <laughs> as far as I know, they both do listen. So I'm thankful yeah. for that. But um, yeah, I, I there's something lovely about a huge family because. There's so many sacrifices that are made, and you learn at such a young age how to completely put yourself behind someone else's needs, like or yeah. put someone yeah. else's needs in front of you instead of in front of your own. So yeah. I think there's something beautiful about that. Um, you know, what? I have a question for you too. Fire away. So this has to do with like being. Are we okay on time? Can you ask me this? Yeah, dude. Fuck it. It's the aftermath. Okay. This doesn't go to the analytics. This is just us having fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, eventually it'll go to the analytics when we move it onto Spotify, but initially it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, It does matter because you know what? We're doing this for you guys. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you. Um, So ask me. So maybe this, maybe this, maybe this is the toughest question. No, it's not going to be tough. This is a fun question. Okay. Fire away. Um, So, you know, you know, you grow up, you go to school. Yeah. But. When, you know, shit really hits the fan is when you have kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your parenting style, obviously, as you learn to parent, because it's a big learning curve, yeah. Um, you do the best that you can. And I know that, like, I, especially me, like, growing up, I was like, you know, and and now as I get older, like, my mom did no wrong to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. there's nothing, I, and we just said this, like, I'd bury the body for my mom. Um, but like, you know, we, we realize things that our parents do that we're like, ah, well, maybe I do this a little bit different, but that being said, which one of your parents, and I'll answer after you, which one of your parents are you most like parenting wise? Wow. Fuck. That's a good question. God damn it. I just wanted to cap it off in a good way. Yeah. I mean, it's good either way. Um, because there's not this isn't this is not like a who's my favorite. This is like who do I parent like more? No, 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 no. It's it's a great question. I'm trying to think. It's very s- close to either, even though they had uh, similar but different aspects. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
I think if push came to shove, I'm probably 60% my dad, 40% my mom. Here's why. Yeah, please. The only difference is I actively make it so I actively make it where I try and make it so my daughter loves my wife more. Interesting. I <clears throat> That's that's a very I that's a very good point. I want I want her to feel open with both of us. Right. But I want her to feel so comfortable with her mom that, and I want her to feel comfortable with me, but when those really tough talks happen, yeah, that they, that she feels comfortable go to her mom. Right. The period talk, the sex talk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll have it with her. I never got those talks. <laughs> So funny thing to... to I still don't know when I'm getting my first period. I was kind of getting a little bit of... (laughs) (laughs) I think to kind of break away and bring a little levity, I actually talked to my mom about birth control. Like, I went to her. Yeah. She told me, well, good. It's about time. I'm glad. And like, what do you have questions about? In sixth grade... I don't know what she was even dumbfounded, but this is what told me. Like, I could talk to my mom about anything. Yeah. I asked her if you could still have sex and enjoy it if you had a vasectomy. <laughs> I don't think I was even tugging it at that point. And like, I was like, huh. I heard the word vasectomy, oh, found out what it was, <laughs> and I asked so my funny. mom about it. And yeah. she was like, whoa. Yeah. And at that moment, I knew I could talk. Now, my dad. Was always willing to listen and, right. and hear, but like he was just so a little I've more had, old school. Yeah, and I've had more interactions with your dad than your mom. Yeah, and I, I, I just fucking love your dad so much. He's yeah. so fucking incredible. Yeah, we'll point that out. Hopefully, we can get him on the next um, one of these the live stream. Yeah. Well, even if we can just get him listening to the live stream. Yeah, yeah. He he actually jumped on for a little bit on the last oh, one. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So we'll, yeah, he's we'll the best. The next. Um, gosh. Um, so, so if I had to pick yeah. which one of my parents I parent like more, I think I know. What do you think? I'm curious. And I'm not like, a, that's so I think a, it's very similar to me where it's, it's really close. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Uh, um, I think there's a definite tendency. Yeah. Towards your mom. Yeah. I think I picked up different traits from both of my parents. Absolutely. And you know you're, I mean? you're, you're essentially a, uh, an evolved blend of both. Because, well, like, one thing I can say is this. Um, I definitely got, and this is no knock to my father, because my father is fucking amazing. Um, it just unfortunately took me too long in my life to realize how fucking cool he was. Uh, not that I didn't think he was cool growing up, but, like, he was never around, you know what I mean? He had seven fucking kids, so, like, he was supporting all of us. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so, um, I spent a lot more time with my mom. It took me much longer to realize that my dad was a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. Um, I say it in probably three out of four podcasts now. Yeah. (laughs) Comes up. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I think my parenting style comes from my mother. Yeah. I think that I have the luxury of more patience because I have two children, and she had fucking seven. 
Um, but no, I have that same kind of like understanding that fucking warmth that I could never, I, I was going to say that's, describe. that's, that's, that's the oh, difference. God. And it's almost like, and, and this is what I get from her. So if, yeah. if I hope this does go yeah, big and, and you share it widely so she can hear this. When I go there, and I had amazing parents, and I, I don't need another figure mm-hmm. in my life. But when I walked in your house the last time, I felt like I was her son. Oh, she loves you so much. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think you carry the same thing where anyone that comes around you, any child, mm-hmm. and I know some people might misconstrue this or make jokes. No. I mean this in the nicest way. Mm-hmm. Any child that comes, you treat them like your own. Yeah. And I think oh, that comes from her. Let's pause the fucking show here. I think that is where you get that Because we have her. limitless time and we're on the fucking aftermath. Let me tell you about the first time that Brian met Benjamin. Benjamin's my oldest son. This is when I knew. <laughs> you know how like you say, oh, God, this is when I knew she'd be my wife. This is when I knew this is what I be knew. my podcast. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be my best fucking friend right here. I bring Ben in. No, actually, I didn't, I didn't even bring Ben in. Anna brought Ben in to, like, yeah. drop something off for me. Like, she went, came in with a fucking monster. And here comes Brian, jolly as fucking Santa Claus, <laughs> running. Cr- I didn't quite look like him like Hello, I do now. Hello, <laughs> Ben. Hello. And, like, I say that jocularly, but, like, oh, my God. So fucking kind. He is the reason that Ben has an addiction with maraschino cherries. Like, <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't even like him, but I was like, oh, oh kids like him. Fucking, he'll love this shit. It's got sugar in it. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. I don't have But he looks at me, Brian, thing. and of course, Brian looks at me like, can I give him one of these? Can he have one, please? This will do great for me. And you can't say no. You can't yeah, say no. no. Um, but, like, I, I feel like as I, as, as I learned a parent, um, again, I feel like I try to channel my mother w- is still to this day. Like nobody will listen to me like my mother. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like one thing that I always, and I, I've, I've said this to a million people before. One thing I always try to channel of my father's, my dad, I have heard him, you know, nowadays like he'll swear. Cause like we joke, we're like <laughs> this fucking guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like before that dude, like I probably never heard my dad fucking swear. That's crazy. I swear way more than my dad. My dad. Yeah, my dad never did either. Yeah, but like now. Except like, when he was doing the dishes. God damn it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> GDJC. Like, that's literally what he started fucking saying. Fucking Buster. Yeah. It's because those dishes weren't fucking fire yeah. and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, one thing about my dad is my dad is like cool as a fucking cucumber. Yeah, you definitely have that even keel. Dude, major. well, and that's, and I've said this before, but like, one thing is like, nothing will stir my dad. <laughs> First time I saw my dad pissed off was because um, I can't remember what happened, dude. But like my little brother, it was actually Mitch. He did something. Yeah, that think, sounds accurate. I think he ratted out my older sister for having boys over when she was supposed to be babysitting us. So the, <laughs> like the, fucking so the snitch dude, is what got dude in straight up fucking hid in the room. <laughs> And my daddy wouldn't answer the door for my dad. My dad was trying to get in his room, and it was locked. It was like those old push locks. My dad didn't bother with the hanger. He fucking, boom, knocked down the door. You don't get a door in this house. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's a fucking badass, man. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, one thing I want, you know, that I always try to like funnel or channel from my father is like his calmness, nothing, nothing. It's like, <sighs> we only have $50 for groceries this week for seven children. That's right, honey. We'll do it. Like that's my dad. Yeah, you fucking badass motherfucker. We're or gonna like, eat couscous or, for six days, but we're gonna mm-hmm. eat. Oh, we're like, dude. Like there was literally days or like weeks where he was like, okay, so what is it? Twenty four hours in a day times seven days. Mm-hmm. There's that many hours in a week. <laughs> my, my dad would work eighty five percent of them. Yeah, like come home, sleep for an hour and a half, sleep for two hours, and go back to work. <coughs> um, and like we'd never see him, but like. My mom, like he's, but still, Saturday morning when he was off on Saturday morning, he was like, "All right, kids, let's fucking play." Dude, I, I, I look back and I don't know how my parents made it work. I know my dad worked a ton of security details yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, your parents had seven kids. I know my parents. You know, my dad, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my dad was a police officer, and yeah. we lived in Elmhurst. Like, I don't know how they made it work. And uh, looking back. <clears throat> Some of the times, like, I'll be able to share with Nora, like, my wife sold things. Like, right. oh, we don't need this right. ottoman anymore. Here's, you know, we'll sell it. We bought it for $100, like, three years ago. We'll sell it for 50 and now we just bought, like, an extra round of groceries. Like, Dude. we had to do that sometimes. And you start to realize, you look back, and you're like, how the fuck did I get a Super Nintendo when my <sighs> sister's got everything else, like, that Christmas? Like... You look back at those times, and I'm like, what were they selling? Like, what yeah. were they doing to make ends meet? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my ultimate goal with this podcast and with, you know, talking about anything is, like, right. to make the world a better place, hopefully make us even more financially secure, you and I, but yeah. also just, like, make the world a better place so my daughter, like, can have it easier than yes. Because I have it yeah. easier than my parents and I want my daughter to have it easier than right. than than we did. God. And that's like people talk about, oh, well, it, you're you're making it so soft for the next generation. It's like I want it to be fucking easier. Yeah, I want it. I want them to struggle and, yeah. and, and endure. Yeah, but like that's the fucking point. We've made it better but, for the next but I, generation. But I, but I think as the world turns and as times change, I think that we faced different challenges than our parents. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that our children in they turn... They didn't have a coronavirus. God damn it. <laughs> um, that's because they were too, too busy drinking fucking bush light. <laughs> that's my mom and dad. That's right, them right there, dude. Like, that was my favorite story of my parents. My mom's like, you know, when we had a date... And my mom doesn't sound like that. She sounds like a fucking angel singing... <laughs> but she'll be like, you know, when we had a date, it was a case of bush light and a tombstone pizza. And like That sounds like heaven. I dude, fucking A, I love tombstone pizzas and Yeah, bush- I don't like bush light, but Bush Light's not that bad. I've no, I've I've had it like twice. <laughs> I don't really care for beer. I don't want shitty beer. Oh god. So, so I don't just, want nice beer. And I don't want to run this too long, but one thing is like so in honor of my parents, whenever there's a bush light around, like I'm gonna have one. Because, like, that's, you know, that's the story. And so I, I worked a wedding at uh, Blue Root. Um, this is, like, I think just before shutdown. And uh, the groom requested, like, bush light. So I came in the day before. Restaurant was closed up. Um, and I'm setting up, cleaning, loading up the fridges, making them look real pretty. And, like, as I'm, like, loading in this bush light, I'm like, I should probably test one of these. <laughs> Bush. 
bush. <laughs> yeah, dude. The good old bush latte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Brian, this was fun. It always is. It's getting a little late. Yeah, I need to go to bed. Yeah, I have to be a dad in the morning. I'm taking one of these energy drinks home with me. I have to be a something. <laughs> yeah, take the take the rain. Oh, dude, take the rain. Take the rains, baby. <laughs> we appreciate you guys so much. Seriously, cannot thank you enough for your support as Patreon supporters. Um, for all of us, or all of those uh, listening to us on um, Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Podcast or Google Cast or, or Google Cast or Chromecast or whatever you're listening on. Uh, that are going to hear this much later than our dope-ass Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you, too, regardless. If you'd like to hear it earlier, you can join Patreon. Yeah, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever you got. I mean, we appreciate you. Jeff Bezos, a couple million hundred dollars thousand. a month. Shit. Oh, you're greedy. <laughs> you, gre- you greedy motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, he could do a million a month. That'd be $12 million a year. He could just subscribe for one year. We, dude, six million dollars a piece, bro. What the fuck? No. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. We love Speaking you. Speaking of taking care of your kids, dude, thank you guys so much. Uh, we can't wait to do the next podcast. Uh, we love our fucking aftermaths so much. Um, we love you more though. It's this has been an aftermath original, brought to you by. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.